From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Gaudet. This is Idaho Matters. Colin Jones is a four-time Olympic medalist and the first African-American swimmer to hold a world record. Now, you might recall he was part of the legendary world record-setting 4 by 100 relay team at the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing. He's also the founder of USA Swimming's Make a Splash program, which aims to make swim lessons accessible to all. And Colin will be in Boise tonight to talk more about this. But first, he's joining us here in Idaho Matters. Colin, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. The pleasure is mine, Joe. Thank you for having me. So in a minute, I do want to talk about that that, that incredible race. But first, um, I want I want to hear about your story because I remember watching you at the 2008 Olympics and the broadcasters were talking about your story, which really begins with a near drowning experience. So can you take us back to to what happened? Yes, definitely. So I uh, grew up in the inner city of uh, New Jersey, New York area. And to tell you that getting near pools was hard. Yes, it was difficult because there weren't many. But I, like you said, I've given my work to, to try to get uh, these drowning rates down as a child when it gets warm we will find a way to get in your water so mm-hmm. um i was the same way my parents saw that bug in me and so they actually uh said rather than have you looking for for pools around the city we're going to take you to Dorney park in pennsylvania i was very excited because they had water rides and my parents were they they just knew my affinity um, well, unfortunately, I ended up going down that ride, uh, fully supervised with lifeguards. My parents were there, and I was still able to go underwater. Had to be resuscitated, and they say a, a child can have brain damage for uh, being underwater for more than thirty seconds. And I was under for a little bit more than thirty seconds. So, um, wow. I'm a huge advocate. Um, I also believe in irony. That, you know, less than 20 years later, I became an Olympic gold medalist, but it's a very big passion of mine. So I can only imagine, I mean, what your parents were going through when, Uh, when this happened, right? Because as you said, you're basically at a swim park and there are lifeguards everywhere, yet this happens in a blink of an eye. So is this when your parents decided, okay, he actually needs to take swimming lessons? Yeah. And, and I think it was more my mom than anything else. My dad kind of knew how to swim. And then, as you said, I, I do a lot of work with the USA Swimming Foundation. One of the create helped create the Make a Splash initiative. And we know that, you know, there is an 11% chance of a child learning to swim if a parent doesn't know. Thankfully, my parent, my dad kind of knew. But then with this incident that happened, my mom didn't know how to swim at the time was like, yeah, no, we're getting him in the swim lessons. I don't ever want to go through this again. Not to mention, we know he's going to try to find water. So we want to give him the tools to be safer around the water. And, and what we see, unfortunately, in, in many communities and in, in race really does not matter in this is that when mm-hmm. a child especially has a negative experience, they tend to, or parents or guardians tend to shield their child away from water and treat it like fire, hot, stay away. Um, but we know that we know that kids will find a way to still get near their water, even if they were afraid uh, after their near drowning or negative experience, they still try to get near that water. You know, it's so interesting. My dad had a near drowning experience at 10 years old and, and mm-hmm. never learned how to swim. Um, my mom wasn't, my mom was an avid swimmer and we had a pool when I was little and made sure we all knew how to, I mean, literally throwing us in the pool. I mean, I'm not kidding, but all of us learning how to swim. Right. And so that, that, 
that statistic you just gave, like if there's a parent that doesn't know how to swim, it's all, it, you know, it's almost like, well, do I have my child learn how to swim or do I do my best to keep them away from the water? And, and do you, what are those conversations like maybe when you meet up with parents, uh, you know, who are struggling with this decision to, to have their kids swim or not? Yeah, and it's a fair point. Um, whether it, it's so, University of Memphis and UNLV did, did actually two studies um, of why parents uh, that don't know how to swim are not getting their children to to learn to swim. The number one re- overarching reason was fear; um, they themselves mm-hmm. are fear, and then the number two was parental backing. So the parents don't find it to be as important as some of the other life skills. Um, and that's a very important thing that we need to highlight. Swimming is a life skill. This is something that will save your life. Um, and then, of course, when it comes to many uh, minority groups, it's ladies in their hair, men wearing small suits. All of these things are barriers to entry when it comes to to getting um, children to get into to the pool. But the biggest thing, as you said, your mom was an avid swimmer. Dad was afraid of the water is parents that don't know how to swim, they feel helpless if something was to happen. So they feel in, in their parenting and or being a guardian, um, the best route is to just shield them away from it. And that's what we try to, we try to, um, to make a point to, to every parent and guardian is that that's, that's not actually helping them. That's actually creating a bigger problem. Because if you think that they're not going to get near water, you are, you're missing the boat. Because I've gone and I've done this for over 16 years now. And every time, and I make a point of doing this, the first question I ask is how many of you like to be in the water? There's not one hand that's not up in the air. Kids Mm -hmm. love to be in the water, especially when it starts to get warm. We need to change this thought process. Yes, it's an amazing sport, but it's a life skill. And we have to give our kids the tools to be successful around the water. You know, I've, I've always said, like, I mean, I made sure my kids knew how to swim at a really young age. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I got kind of some flack, like, oh, but, you know, they should ski, they should do this. And I'm like, well, see, every other sport can kill you. Swimming can save your life. And I know exactly. that that might seem really dramatic, but I think it's really true. And so what I'm curious with that is it, it's, it's I, I think some some parents do want their kids to learn how to swim, Colin. It's just that it's accessibility, mm-hmm. right? Accessibility and affordability. So talk to us a little bit about that, because that's one of the reasons why you you started the Make a Splash found, uh, Foundation. Yes, yes. I, I mean, and that's it, it's an initiative that's led by U.S. Swimming Foundation. But the, the point of that is, is, you know, we really want to make sure that it, we are trying to create as much access as possible, as you said. You know, growing up in the city, I had to take at the time this was OK, but I took two public buses to get to swim practice after school. Um, that's kind of unheard of now because we have trackers mm-hmm. on everything, but, but that's <laughs> the way that it was in the nineties. Like I took two buses to get there. That's how dedicated I was to be near water. And it wasn't the Olympian focus. No, it was just, I was a kid that liked to be in the water. Um, so we know that there, the access is an issue. And so through make a splash, we've been able to have local partners in every state that we are able to, to lean on. That was one of my biggest keys. Um, um, when we were creating Make a Splash was that I did not want to come in, show everyone the medal, get everyone excited, and then leave. And then they don't know, these parents and these swimmers don't know what to do after that. They're excited that there's no connection. And so we have local partners um, that that help to um, 
to to kind of keep that flow going so that now that they are excited about the pool, they can be handed off to a local partner, continue those lessons so that we can get them to continue to learn to swim. And I think some people may not realize, but Idaho has one of the is in the top ten when it comes to the states with the highest drowning rates. And, and yeah, that's we're landlocked. One of the reasons why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So so talk to us a little bit about what you'll be talking about tonight. Yeah. So uh, the Greater Boise uh, Aquatic Foundation, I have to thank them for, for reaching out. This is my second time in Boise. I was actually trying to think about it uh, when the last time I was here. I think it was like 2015. So happy to be back. Um, but I'm here for the pool opening. And, you know, one of the things that the Greater Boise Aquatics Foundation is really focused on is, you know, we know that there's limited pool access. And as you said, that there's a lot of drownings that happen in Boise. Um, and we really want to try to get those those down. And that's the mission for the foundation is to try to provide water safety lessons for uh, those that cannot um, afford potentially, or more importantly, they just don't know the importance of learning to swim. So um, mm -hmm. going to be at the Aquatic Center on Friday, giving some swim lessons. And then tonight, um, really talk to some of the key um movers and shakers in Boise that were able to get this pool together um, because unfortunately we see more states and, and cities closing pools than we do seeing them open them. So I, again, happy and commend the foundation for all the work that they're doing to try to uh, alleviate uh, some of this problem. And I only have about one minute left with you. So take us <laughs> back to the moment when you found out you not only won the gold medal, but I mean, a world record was broken. Gemma, it's 16 years that I can say that I've been a world record holder. It's the longest world record that's still standing. So I'm pretty proud of that. And I mean, I had no idea what it would do in, in the course of my life, but I, I'm just so thankful. Um, every time I pull out the medal, which I don't do all the time, I only do it on the road. <laughs> um, that's what got me kicked out of Whole Foods. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no it's... Uh, it's the medal is only there as a reminder. Um, and I have a four-year-old now. And so that's why, again, this is such a strong um, platform that I like to stand on yeah. trying to get, you know, people to learn to swim. I have a four-year-old and he's, daddy, I want to swim. Daddy, I want to see that race. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see you swim. Um, I want to make this sport inclusive. And I want to make sure that my son is walking into a sport that welcomes him and that he can be as successful as he'd like to be. Um, if he chooses to do something, I'm not pushing it either. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you so much for the conversation today. It's so incredibly important. So really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We've been talking with Colin Jones, Olympic champion and world record holder, for 16 years. He will be in Boise tonight. He's speaking at an event at Hillcrest Country Club as a guest of the Boise Aquatics Foundation. And then he will be at the Aquatic Center. That's on Federal Way in Boise on Friday, giving swim lessons. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.